Welcome to that Good Good Experience Podcast. Where related minds talk about related topics. And we all just happen to be related. Buckle up, this is going to be a good one. We've got that good good experience podcast. And hello, hello, hello. Here we go. It's a celebration, everybody. Two years of the We Got the Good Good Experience. I'm Marcus Moses, along with the Queen of Sound, Kimmy Brown. What's up, Kimmy? Marcus, darling. It's been two years. Time goes by so fast. Yes, it does. Way too fast. And I definitely can't do this without my cousin co-host, Mr. Byron B. No Brown. He's running on fumes, y'all, so if he sounds a little loopy. <laughs> <laughs> right. If you sound a little loopy, y'all forget me, all right? Hey, what's up, buddy? <laughs> what's up, Marcus? Hey, Kimmy. Let's get this party started. All right. Again, like I said, y'all, we're celebrating two years of this wonderful podcast. So many memories, so many songs, mm-hmm. and we're just getting started. Hey, guys. Last time, you guys, we let our aunts pick our music when we had our Family Choice episode. And so this Uncle- time to celebrate two years. Hey, we decided we're going to let the cousins uh, dictate our music on this particular episode. And guys, I am so excited about about doing this thing. What do you guys think? Oh, let's get this party started. I know. I stole I, it I'm from so, you. We, look, look. We have the most eclectic family. <laughs> yes. Our cousins. You, you, you're you're going to see. Finna, with the, finna see. They finna see. About to see. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we get to it, to the good, good segment, guys, any particular memory from these past two years that kind of sticks out the most to you? Just our beginnings, how we were able to start this just real simply and the growth that we've experienced. <laughs> and, and the interviews we were able to do is nothing but God sent and, and blessed. I'm just so thankful for all of you i love you guys love you too yeah it's been a very highly blessed i should say experience especially with our guests that we've had over the years well it's a years second year but over over the, over the course of several episodes tari Torrey, gerald austin lenny williams yeah those interviews and experiences were blessed and enriching We've learned so much through them and their experiences. Yeah, absolutely. Just the whole experience itself, getting together, which is the main thing that this podcast was set up, just our love for music. Just being able to communicate with my family mm-hmm. over the past couple of years is a memory in itself. But to do something that we enjoy doing and just having the, I like to talk about the guests, that's just an extra add-on bonus, to say the least. But nevertheless, we're just getting started, y'all. This is year number two of many to come i'm telling you and like i said you guys you haven't seen nothing yet stay Mm -hmm. tuned buckle up because this ride is going higher and higher and higher Mm -hmm. and without further ado let's get it started with our good good segment and this this week byron's gonna roll solo he's got a special tribute that he would like to do so take it away byron i would like to take this moment to celebrate the life 
and legacy of a talented playwright and actor, Odell Ruffin, who recently made his transition and would have celebrated his 46th birthday in the next few days. Odell Ruffin was a beloved fellow cast member of the recent St. Mark's Players production of The Color Purple, who I had the pleasure of sharing the stage with. As mentioned before, he was a talented and award-winning writer, playwriter, screenwriter, actor responsible for a Tupac take, faces, shades of survival, Odell Ruffin's Campaign 72, the Shirley Chisholm story, and the forthcoming film, We Can Build Mountains Together. Beyond all of this, he was an overall devoted teacher and son in a loving family, a huge loving family that made an impact on anyone that was within his presence. So I want to take this time to dedicate this show to his loving memory and legacy. We will miss you, Odell Ruffin. All right. Beautiful. And also, I think it's only right that we let everybody know that the music world did lose another icon in Tony Bennett, the last Mm -hmm. of the Rat Pack. He had one of those real mellow voices that people just come to love. But he lived a full life. He died at the age of 96, and he will definitely be missed in the music community. So, again, also rest in peace to the incomparable Tony Bennett. So spread sunshine all over the place And put on a happy, happy face I want to say something about Tony Bennett. The most remarkable thing about him, you know, of course, he he succumbed to Alzheimer's, correct? Mm-hmm. And one thing that I read about him is that though he was not able to carry a conversation, his wife had to do a lot of the communicating like during interviews. The most remarkable thing, whenever his music was played, he snapped out of that and went right into either singing or being able to express himself about those songs. So that's that's amazing. And that says a lot mm-hmm. about the power of music and his legacy, because he had a wealth of a lot of music in his catalog. Yes, he did. Absolutely. So guys, without, so guys, without further ado, let's get this party started as we celebrate two years of We've Got the Good Good Experience podcast. Radio show for those in Bainbridge, Georgia, who got a chance to catch the live version of this podcast <laughs> in Bainbridge, Georgia. We had a really good time. Yeah, Byron might have think otherwise, but it's okay though. They they heard <laughs> your voice was heard. Bainbridge knows who you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, thank you guys for so much of the support that you guys gave us last mm-hmm. week during our live radio show in Bainbridge, Georgia. Big shout out to WKOD ninety two point seven here. Yes. I can get to our podcast at 1 p.m. on Saturdays. Check out our Blues episode that's coming up this weekend. And guys, we're just going to continue the momentum. So guys, again, here we go with our second year anniversary episode. This one goes out to Byron, Myron, Kim, Jeff, Marva, Tony, Tony, Michael, Jermaine, Bridget, Amber, Monique, Michelle. Monique, Michelle, your sisters. Cyrus. sisters. Cyrus. John, Monty. Yes. Oh, my gosh. He's Gregory. What? Yes. There's Monty. a lot of, there's a lot of Michelle. There's a lot of. <laughs> yes. This is for you guys. All right. What's first, Kim? We are living our life like it's golden. A request by our cousin Bridget. Want to hear it? Here it goes. Mm-hmm. I'm holding on to my freedom. Can't take it from me.
All right, Golden is the first single released by my girl Jilly from Philly. Philly. From her third album, Beautifully Human Words and Sounds, Volume 2. The song peaked at 59 in the UK singles chart, and it was also featured in 2008's Grand Theft Auto 4 game and soundtrack. And is also played in the films Beauty Shop in 2005, Obsessed in 2009, and What Men Want in 2019. Mm. All I can say is this song always puts me in a great space. Great mood. Yes. Great yes. mood. And, you know, I came in kind of like, uh, kind of tired from the week. But you know what? I am perked up and ready to go as a result of this song because Jill Scott, she delivers. Yes, she always does. She always does. If you don't like Jill Scott, then you need to reevaluate your life. Um, exactly. Point blank, period. This song is a staple in her catalog. It's just a feel good song. You know, her and Lizzo, they're just like rays of sunshine. Like anytime you see them on TV or, or whatever you're doing, anytime you hear their music, you just automatically just get happy. And like I said, mm-hmm. it, there's very few artists that has that, that type of gift. And uh, Jill Scott just happens to be one of them. Quick question for you guys. Since you brought up Lizzo, I put Jill Scott, Lizzo, and Macy Gray, actually, believe it or not, in the same category. They're, to me, like unicorns. I, I see I see Kim's expression, but Macy Gray, her music always puts me in that space as well. I know her voice is a lot different. That's why I'm kind of like skittish, because, you know, no. now, don't get me wrong. Now, that, that first song, the first single, that the hit single that she had, uh, I'm not, I know this, the, the, uh, the hook goes, I try to say goodbye, but right, I but not choke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you, that that song. Now that song is pretty cool, and the video uh, with it was was pretty cool. But Macy Gray, yeah, <laughs> you know, I think he, I think he's talking about the as in the way that these artists make you feel personally. Yeah, for me, okay, and, and I like the it. new song that she has out right now. Gosh, what's the name of it? Goodness, I'm trying I think to. I heard it. It's a highly uplifting song. And I, I don't know. I just like her. She's comical to me. Her I get, energy. I, yeah, I get her. I, I, get, I, I just get her. I just yeah, enjoy yeah, her music. Yeah. And, and like I said, I wish she would be in more movies and stuff. Like I said, I love her. And what's the name of the movie uh, with, uh, oh, Jesus. Outcast. Uh, um, that, not that one. Lack, Lack, of Wanna, Lack of Wanna Blues. When she Lack, Lack of Wanna, Wanna Blues. That was a yeah. minute ago. Yeah. yeah don't yeah, talk I, about that. Yeah, no, they don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. That was, that's, an, that's an actual yeah. hidden treasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to say the least. Matter of fact, I'm gonna watch it today <laughs> when we finish this. But I loved her in that. I loved her in Training Day also. For color girls. I forgot yeah. she was in Training Day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for color girls who considered suicide, she was in that one too. Yeah, yeah. What's next, Kim? We got another one that's a request by Bridget, and this is Field Mall, mm. Georgia. We on the grind, Georgia. Hard time, it ain't nothing on my mind. Greens, we the children of the corn, dirty than Bob Marlin's PP. G8, the peach state where we stay. My small city's called Albany. <laughs> Pecan country like catfish with grits, candy yams, and chitlins. Grams homemade baked biscuits. The land of classical caprices and impala super sports. Ingredients in this peach cobbler called Georgia. I love the women out in LA and the shopping stores in New York. And that was Field Mob. 
And Georgia is a single featuring Atlanta-based rapper Ludacris and R&B singer Jamie Foxx. That's him mm-hmm. in the background. Mm-hmm. It first appeared on Ludacris Presents Disturbing the Peace, a compilation album released by Ludacris. And it was on his own label, Disturbing the Peace record label showcasing the company's new talent as of 2006. The track was reprised on Field Mob's album, Light, Poles, and Pine Trees, released later that same year. Absolutely. You got to think about the, I think we made mention of this when we played last week, the references, you know, Ray Charles mm-hmm. uh, recorded the song first, him being from Albany, Georgia. Field Mob, of course, being from Albany, Georgia as well. Again, they, they really made a stamp with this song say the least i wish they had more music but i think i'm not thinking sean jay sean paul sean sean something one of them they've been having some health issues lately mm. so they really haven't been able to uh put out the music that we like but however this song for people who from the state of georgia man i mean this song makes you want to stand up and represent your state man i'm telling you i mean it's just that type of vibe because i realized last week that i think i've been living in the state of georgia longer than i lived in new jersey yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're probably you're probably right there. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I love this song and I love to play it for the words and big shout out to Jamie Fox. He yes. finally he finally yeah. made an appearance and we're so happy to see that he's on demand and coming back to his uh, full flow. But um, yeah, yeah I love I, this song. Yeah, I saw something today with Jamie Fox. I'm not sure if it was real or not, but um, uh, we're always praying for Jamie. You can't be going nowhere, Jamie. You can't. <laughs> well, I think it was real because of the comical stuff that he was doing with his eyes and all of that stuff. I would like to think it wasn't AI, but you know, it's kind of crazy now with this nowadays, whole AI you thing. You can't right? tell nowadays. You don't know. I'm glad you said something about that, Byron, because that's all I have to say about that. I'm not. <laughs> gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, that was exactly the thing that came to my mind when I seen that video. I just kept looking. I kept looking, and I'm like. Uh, I don't this. know. I don't. don't then they don't talk to that how tight lipped they were, they kept this thing. Yeah. Under, so I just like mm, you know. But anyway, nevertheless, if it's if it's real, hey, welcome back, Jamie. We missed you. We need you. We don't need you going nowhere. Like Kim said, man, we need to stick around and give us more more movies, more music, more everything, man. He's another person that gives us that good vibe exactly, whatever yeah. that he's in. So we, we want that vibe to stay here forever. We love you, Jamie. Not to go down a dark path, but isn't it amazing that we're in this space where we're talking about this whole AI stuff? And ugh, isn't that crazy? I mean, I'm, I'm all for technological advancement, but mm-hmm. it's getting to the point where it's scary. Yeah. And guys, for those young people maybe listening, look. And this is, has nothing to do with music, but if you can find a job using your hands, please learn, get it. Like fixing air conditioners, fixing just anything, anything that has to do with your hands. All right. Mm-hmm. Learn, learn that trade. Okay. Because in a minute, you know, the robots and, and AI is going to be doing everything for us. So just, just a little, just a little side note there, guys. Absolutely. And I'm an advocate. I actually work in the education system in higher education, Mm -hmm. but college is not for everybody. It's It's okay to go do a trade. It's okay. Please, please go and and learn all that you can and do as much as you can. So you will be obsolete. You can be obsolete. Not these. 
Just a quick, sorry to Kim to talk over, just a quick note to make you all laugh concerning AI. Did you all see Jim Carrey's statement about AI? Uh-uh. Oh, I'm so, I'm, I'm so for these electric cars, you know, you know, they, the, in the AI technology is going to be doing everything for us. You know, you know, they're auto driving now and pretty soon they won't even have steering wheels. And, and if, if you are behind on your tickets, it would just automatically just drive you to the police station. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. Isn't that that's it, it's much true? That, they yeah, can it's actually do that. They, I mean, I've will. seen the 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 cars that drive themselves. Google had one out years ago. So, and I've actually seen the car that can actually fly. They're actually doing it. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost you three hundred thousand dollars to get it, but yeah. Oh, I've been in the, the drive the Teslas. All of them can do that. Myron <sighs> has a Tesla, and. He goes into auto mode, and it's the most bizarre thing to witness and experience. Wow. Yeah. I, yeah. I, how do you feel about that? I don't think I, I trust my car to take me where I want to go. And there will be cars all around you, and it's driving on its own. I, myself, have to maintain control. That's just I, I have I to am. have that control. <laughs> I have to. Because if I die, I'm not going to die because my car decided it wanted to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is all the more the reason that we do this podcast as often as we can to preserve the music mm-hmm. uh, that, that we grew up on. Because if we don't, who will? Exactly. Exactly. What's next, Kim? Another one from Bridget. And this is from one of everyone's favorite boy band or group, Drew Hill. Tell me. I've been your mix if you put me on. Talk to me, I'll understand. You don't need to feel a gentle hand. Now, girl, it's not my style, I cannot lie. You know, I like to serve it on the freaky side. What you want, I can't ignore. So tell me what you're looking for. Jumping, y'all. Keep jumping. Keep I know. Jumping. I know. About to fall out my chair. <laughs> Tell me is the debut single by Drew Hill. This song peaked at number 18 on the Billboard Hot 100 and number five on the RB chart. It sold 600,000 copies domestically, earning a gold certification for. Drew Hill. It reached number 30 on the UK singles charge, and the song is also the first single from the group's eponymous debut album. Mm-hmm. Guys, question for you. Mm-hmm. 
Drew Hill made a debut about around what year? 94, 95? 97, 98 time frame. Yeah, yeah. 97, 98 time frame, if I'm not mistaken. Was there any R&B group hotter than them at around that time? Boys and Men. I think Boys and Men kind of had peaked out to me. Jodeci was still out there. Um, There were a lot of like... Like as yet, I think it was still doing their thing. So at that time, it was like Jodeci and Drew Hill were kind of neck and neck, and they were compared to each other a lot. Yeah, I think Jodeci had fallen back a little bit, and, and Drew Hill filled that void with their sound because they were heavily compared to Jodeci for sure. Yeah, it's just amazing, you know, just to kind of look back and see, you know, how music is now, how music is was back in the day and just some of the groups that came on the scene or left and uh just to see you know Drew Hill man I tell you what man I think we kind of take I know I do probably take for granted some of the music that they they gave us you know this was just one of many Mm -hmm. um, exactly one of my favorites by them was um beauty even my baby Mm -hmm. 14 years old heard that song and she was like oh mommy I love that song so yes that's my favorite Yep. Yep. What's next, Kim? All right. Bridget's sister, Amber, has requested some Usher My Way. Like the hit? Here go. Bad, bad. Senoritas, two-seaters with kicks. New kicks. It's all in the mix. All turn, no tricks. They turn for me. Catching bricks don't concern me. So forget it, little midget. My mind on seven digits. Before I pay, heaven skies to visit the visit. I'm pulling all stops, locking down all spots, saying you can't front. So from this day forth, you know I'm all about heat. And what I do, be the major league. That's why your girlfriend's paging me. And she know, like he know, you don't see her like I see her, so she's out the door. Shotgun in my drop, having fun with the dunce. Just based on conversation about how she been chasing me and facing me. Saying, give it to me now, baby. Chance that she could get, but you think you a baller, and I ain't gonna call her. Clip that, you can get mad if you want to, say whatever you want, but she's still gonna give it up. She likes it my way. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so, my way is sung by our boy Usher in his 1997 album of the same name. It features an Uncredited rap and background vocals by Jermaine Dupree. The refrain of the song samples Wanna Be a Baller by Little Troy from his debut album, Sitting Fat Down South, published officially one month before Usher's song. Usher Raymond, man, I tell you, it's just amazing to see his growth over the years. Mm. You know, starting. We should be proud. I'm very, very proud of his longevity, and it seems like it just gets better and better with time. Because he started um, when he was 16, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, I, you just got to love Usher, man. I mean, just, he's just that guy to me, you know? I mean, just think of it. 
He started at 16 and 30 years later, these chicks are still getting in trouble from going to his concerts just to have him sing to him. <laughs> still getting in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I uh, would love to get to Las Vegas to check out his residency. It's getting rave reviews. And from what I'm seeing, it looks like it improves each each week. They're adding different elements to it. So it looks very spectacular. I was so mad last year when I went to Vegas and he had just stopped his residency for that year. I was so mad, but I'm going to get there. I'm going to do it. I'm going to see him. Oh, yeah. What's next, Cam? All right. Your sister's up next, Monique, and she has decided that she wanted to hear some country music. And here at The Good Good, we celebrate all good, good music. Yes, we do. So here you go, some Billy Ray Cyrus, Achy Breaky Heart. She was paid to say that, y'all. You can tell your dog to bite my leg. Or tell your brother clear, his fist can tell me live. He never really liked me anyway. Or tell your enemies, tell anything you please. A self-already knows I'm not okay. Or you can tell my eyes, watch out for my mind. It might be walking out on me today. But don't tell my heart, my achy breaky heart. Just don't think you'd understand And if you tell my heart My achy breaky heart He might blow up and kill his man You kept that one short <laughs> Oh, you ain't seen short yet uh, This is that was Billy Ray Cyrus with Achy Break Your Heart from the album Some Gave All in 1992, originally written by Keith Von Tress, released by the Marcy Brothers in 1991 under Don't Tell My Heart. This song peaked at number four on the Billboard Hot 100, the first platinum country single since Islands in the Flowers by Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. What's next, Kim? Islands in the, island, island, islands in the stream, not Islands in the Flowers. That's what I meant. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh, my God. Nah, I'm just joking, y'all guys. That that this <laughs> to you, baby. That you like what you like, and I, hey, guys, we, you know, this was a, actually a great song. Um, for those that liked it, you know, it did have a lot of success. Let's tell the truth about it. Uh, it had a lot of success. Probably one of the only big time singles by Bill Ray Cyrus that he ever had. But uh, nevertheless, it made a lasting impact to the point that my sister wanted to decide to put it on our podcast. So here we are. I personally would have put Shania Twain. I, I liked her way better. Yeah. I would just say this song was everywhere. We could not it escape was. it. I it didn't make was. the journey with it, but uh, <laughs> many, many others did. I I would have several seats every time the song came on. But to say the least, it, it's a legacy song for him. It definitely sealed the fate for him, his daughter, because they are fixtures in pop culture, per se. And big shouts to them. Yeah. There you go. What's next, Cam? Monique Ashley picked another song, though. And I thought it was Michelle who picked it, but it was Ashley Monique. And it's Tevin Campbell, Can We Talk? Much better, sis. Woo!
That yes, was Tevin yes, Campbell yes. with Can We Talk from the 1993 album I'm Ready. This song was written and produced by Babyface and Daryl Jane. This song spent three weeks at number one on the U.S. R&B charts. It was nominated for a Grammy for Best R&B Vocal Performance. It won the Soul Train Music Award for Best R&B Song. Kevin Campbell, oh man. This is one of those songs, guys. You know, there's certain songs like when you go to the clubs and stuff. And when this particular song comes on, everybody just starts singing it. Because mm-hmm. we all know the words mm-hmm. to it. Like Sweet Thing by the, the Mary J. Blige version of Sweet Thing. Everybody knows the words. And this is becoming one of those songs as well. Can we talk? They've had a couple of challenges over the years on TikTok and, and some of those other social media platforms. But Kevin Campbell, you know, really put his, uh, his signature on this song. I, I love this song. Great song. Yeah, I, I've always looked at Kevin Campbell like a little brother for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> he's a, he's always been he like. When he started. Yeah, I mean, he's only a few years younger than me, but like maybe four or five years younger. But I don't know. Something about Tevin is always always registered. He's got this like through the roof uh, talent. I think easily people can say he's like a male with Houston because his voice was so adaptable to so many different songs with the range that he has and still maintains. And that, Cam, I see your eyes. I see <laughs> your expression. But think about it. You know, if you if you were to hear how he structures some of his, I, I'll just say, uh, attack some of the songs, it is kind of reminiscent of how Whitney Houston sings. Uh-huh. If you really, Honestly, really, really look at it. Honestly, one of the things I liked about that challenge, the Tevin uh, Can We Talk challenge, is mm-hmm. that everyone was trying to sing it. And even a lot of artists were like, you have to keep in mind that Tevin had this incredible range at the time because he was young so does it, exactly and they some people have had difficulty trying to 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 hit those notes and stuff so shout out to tevin campbell because he's still singing this song mm-hmm. i think he's embracing it more with, with people singing along with him because I, I know when he started coming back out into the forefront a little bit i think he probably had an issue with people singing the song not allowing him to sing it but I, th- I think he's okay with it now. But that's a testament to the talent, for one, and the great artists and repertoire that we had in place for these labels back then. I wish we could get that more now yeah. to help shape these artists so that they could be long-lasting, like artists like Tevin Campbell and Usher. Because yeah. A&R, that's the result of A&R, I think. Does A&R really exist anymore in the music business? Uh, mm. I don't think so. I think they've they've disbanded a lot of that stuff. Pretty much now, it looks like they're leaving everything up to the artist. The artist needs to have already a fan base, like through social media a lot of times. And if they have a certain look, that seems to be what labels are going for. That gimmicky, whatever lake of talent they may have that's either aligned to what's happening currently or slightly different. They, they jump on, but there doesn't seem to be any cultivating of that to nurture them into that full flow. So to answer your question, no, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, I, I, I'll tell you what I want to see. I want to see Tevin Campbell come out with another album. Me too. I know, that, right? That, that's he claims there's an album already ready to be released, but I think he's independent. Uh, but shoot, uh, one of I'll- my favorite songs by Tyrese, Shame, I believe he released that when he was independent. So he can do it. It can be done. Oh, Not really? Good. Tevin Campbell did Shame first? I mean, no, I'm talking, I'm saying uh, Tyrese was independent when he did Shame. Oh, oh, okay. I believe. Yeah, I, I don't think, I still don't think he's signed to anybody either right now, uh, Tyrese is. I don't, I don't think he's, I think he's still independent. 
I think he he puts that's his the own way to go out. really him and Johnny Gill yeah 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 I think that's the way to go for artists now they really need labels for distribution and put the charges studio time and all that on their own and just negotiate distribution deals I think that might be their way a wave of the future for for artists Absolutely. I think I think artists who are really about the love of the music mm-hmm. they are the ones who really go independent and the, that's when you see them putting out something almost every year because mm-hmm. for a while they all a while there Johnny Gill was putting out music almost every year for a while there and yeah. that's because he was independent he was waiting for a record label to to sign him in order to produce he just did it I didn't realize Johnny Gill was independent either yeah. But check my check check me out. Just make sure I'm correct. But I believe he is. Yeah. Last thing before we move on, I also want to see a Tevin Campbell Duran Bernard collab. I, I said it. Yes, yes, yes. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting indeed. Yes. Tevin Campbell Duran Bernard collab. I, I would like what, to see what makes you want to pair those two together? Because the the voice ranges, just to see how they kind of connect in the music and whatnot. Just the ranges in their voices. You know, I just want to hear them both together. Why are you asking? You don't think that that would go I, together? I never really, never crossed my mind for them to collaborate. But I mean, that would be interesting. Yeah. That would, I mean, Duran, he, oh my gosh, he has some range on him. Yeah. Range and presence. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Doesn't have the stage presence for sure. Yeah, Duran, that's my God. He's one of my favorite people on the face of the earth mm-hmm. to watch right now. You know, he's just, he's just it. The Tiny yeah. Desk performance is off the chain. It's off. The meters, it was just crazy. I loved it. I watched it. We, me and Shamika watched it again last night, probably for the millionth time. But, you know, it's just. Y'all were watching a lot of stuff last night. <laughs> <laughs> we won't talk about that. Anyway. <laughs> hey, what's next, Jill? All right. Next up is our cousin, Myron, who has a Woo-hoo. twin brother by the name of Byron B. Note Brown. Who that is? That's uh-huh. you. And first one up, we're going to play Common Delight, one of my favorites. Mm, okay. Second, it's important we communicate and tune the fate of this union to the right pitch. I never call you my to even my boo. There's so much in the name and so much more in you. Few understand the union of woman and man. It's sex and a single is where they assuming it land. But that's fly by night for you in the sky, right? During these cold side nights, moon, you my light. If heaven had a height, you would be that tall. Ghetto the coffee shop, I see that all. Let's stick to understanding and we won't fall. For better or worse times, I hope to me you call. So I pray every day more than anything. Friends will stay as we begin to lay. This foundation for a family. Love ain't simple. Why can't it be anything worth having? You work at annually. Granted, we've known each other for some time. It don't take a whole day to recognize sunshine. Yes. Talk about a song that provides legacies, more opportunity to shine. Uh-huh. That was Delight by hip hop artist Common. And it was a Grammy nominated second single from his 2000 album, Like Water for Chocolate. And it was produced by Jay Dilla, also known as JD. I think he was listed as JD on the credits, but it was Jay Dilla. That's one of his monikers. And featuring keyboards from James Poiser and also 
that obvious sample of Open Your Eyes performed by the late, great Bobby Caldwell. But the single performed very well on the charts, reaching number 21 on the U.S. Rhythmic Billboard charts, 13 on the Hot Rap Songs chart, number 12 in the Hot R&B and Hip Hop Songs chart, number 44 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, and also number 56 in the U.K. Singles chart. And I think this was like a groundbreaking opportunity and album for Common, and he definitely gained a huge audience with this release what do you all have to say about this one love it this is my favorite song i always loved common and i believe i had this album and i was collecting a lot of his stuff and the root stuff mm-hmm. so definitely one of the best i used to love her is one of my favorites Ooh, mm-hmm. good one. yeah but this one right here but it's it was a heavy hitter especially in the radio rotation and whatnot when it came out. Let me ask y'all a question. Do y'all think Common is underrated as an MC, Or do you think we've given him his flowers? I think he's been recognized. He's been <laughs> recognized, but this but he, 50th anniversary time, you don't hear his name that much. Or do, but, you think, do you think the fact that he's more into movies and TV that has been overshadowed, kind of like Ice Cube kind of? think people sit, are so used to now seeing him in movies and TV that the, they forget, you know, how good of a uh, hip-hop artist they actually were. Absolutely. Yeah. But you could say that about Will Smith, because people forget. Will Smith, Queen Latifah, I mean, they are some of the best actors out there, but their start and their, their base, their love is still hip-hop. So right. I still feel Common is still out there. He's still putting out music and he'll always give get his props from me i know that yeah i think he's he's branched out so much i mean even got his what master's degree or something like that but yeah i I think he definitely has benefited from his efforts as an artist because he has pulled in so many opportunities like like you were saying with the acting and philanthropy and all that good stuff especially in the the relationships (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no hey, if anything, I'll, I'll be wondering what yeah if anything you know okay. it's, it's bringing them to the yard all i can say <laughs> yes 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 anyway great song great pick and before we go any further want to let everybody know that you can follow the we've got the good good experience on facebook and instagram also you can listen to our podcast everywhere that you get your podcast we're on iheart we're on spotify we're on google we're on apple we're everywhere as you listen to your podcast, just we've got the good, good experience. And you can listen to every episode that we have available. And we've got some good ones, y'all. So also, mm-hmm. the people in Bainbridge, again, you can listen to us on WKLD LPFM 92.7, 1 o'clock, right after Tom Fallon Motown Memories. What's next, Kim? Next up, Myron has a whole list of Level 42 songs <laughs> that he wanted us to play. <laughs> Level 42, Love Games. First up.
Yes, indeed. Level 42's Love Games. That was the first single, actually, from their very first album by the English group. And it was also their first single to break into the UK top 40, reaching number 38 in the spring of 1981. And it resulted in their very first appearance on the beloved show. I don't know if you guys ever caught Top of the Pops back in the day on maybe cable television or whatever. We didn't have cable, Byron. <laughs> or, uh, you know, <laughs> hey, we didn't either. But I was able to see it, it, it popped up on some of those public channels. We were able to see, watch Top of the Pops. But one thing people may not know about Level 42, you hear their sound. What does their sound remind you of? Let me just ask you, like that particular song, maybe a representative. Can I go first? Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you asked that because I was going to say that, first and foremost, this is my first time hearing Level 42. Uh, oh. any of them, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Any I'm just, of it, really. I never heard of Level 42. I, I apologize. Um, something I, about you? You don't know that one? I mean, that's what I was about to say. Something about you was my favorite you know, song. Something about you. I'm surprised well, he didn't say favorite. that one. Huh? Did, are, are we playing that one? No, he no, didn't choose that. I was surprised press. you didn't choose that one. He chose other songs, but... but but the, mm-hmm. but to answer your question, when I when I listened to this, I, I got it, it was sounding like the Bee Gees meets Boz Gags, who's second cousins with Hall of Notes. <laughs> <laughs> so you all are attributing that because of their skin color. However, no, 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 that's what they. No, that's, that's, no, no, no. Well, in the vein, yes, the sound of the vein. But Earth, Wind, and Fire discovered them. Really? Mm-hmm. Now that you say that, yes, they do. Yep. They do sound like you do hear the elements. Yes, you do. Yep. Yeah, they they started out very jazzy, like more of a, like a jazzy type of band. And as you can tell with some of the music, but uh, they became a little bit more experimental and will fall into that new wave category. But yeah, Earth, Wind & Fire, Maurice White. Oh, well, that was very interesting. I never knew that. I never knew that either. Never knew that either. Now I got to go get their music off of Apple Music. I've got yes. I love, look, look, Level yes. 42's catalog, just get into it. I mean, they stand alone. They're in the category by themselves. You got Steely Dan that's in the category I by themselves. I love Steely Dan. You know, and I think, I, I know the reason why Myron really likes Level 42 because he plays the bass and they right. get busy with the bass. Yes, yes they do. Yeah. So yeah. even though this is not on the list, this is the Level 42 song that's my favorite that you mm-hmm. might have heard. Here you go. Yes, Kimmy. That was my song. 
<laughs> takes me back to some great days in I junior know, high right? school. <laughs> that was my song. That's the level 42 song that was my favorite. So, Marcus, you don't recognize that one either? Nope. Oh, wow. Okay. No. I thought you'd recognize that one. Hmm. Nah. Now, I, mean, I may have heard it, you know, how, you know, you scan radio stations on your radio on your radio dial and it comes to this particular t- station and that song might have been playing and I didn't recognize it, just went on to the next, you know, mm-hmm. but it, it doesn't really stand out all right now for me. That's probably their biggest hit. That was a mm-hmm. huge, huge song for them. It hit number seven on the U.S. Hot 100 Billboard charts, number four on the club, U.S. Dance Club songs chart, 10 on the adult contemporary chart it was number 13 in the canadian charts worldwide it had success yeah i think it's probably their their biggest selling single highest performing single but next up would be take a look another request by mine by level 42 here you go all right so yourself to me experienced your pain You know that that's a fact I can see the way you act But I let you see what was wrong with me And I won't go back again I know I've made mistakes But I also made the break You surround yourself With secrets you are afraid to show all right. So just to clarify something, Love Games, that was released in 1981. And this one, Take a Look, was released in 1988. And it reached number 32 on the UK singles chart. Take a Look by a British band, Level 42. I think that was when their popularity was starting to you know, kind of subside a little bit because it didn't perform as strong as the previous Something About You. But still, a great song. They're very big with their lyrics and um, the, their instrumentation. So I really like this song. What did you all think of it? They reminded me of Wham. Did anyone watch the documentary on Wham on Netflix? It was so good. Oh, What's no, the name? I need to check it. I need to think Wham's got a documentary? Yes, it's good. It's very good. I need to check that out. I mean, the 80s had some really good music. Back in the 80s, there was some really good music. And like I said, even though I never heard of this group, I mean, they, I could tell that they really produced some really good Music, some real relaxing, mellow, Arnold Palmer drinking iced tea. You know, <laughs> Arnold Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like the music. I mean, it's real jazzy, real funky, got a real nice funk to it, real jazzy. I, I really like it. And like I said, I'm going to definitely get some level 42 in my life. It's great. And now, that music. You said, and now that you said that they were founded by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Well, we discovered. They, they weren't discovered, found. Yeah, they were they discovered, discovered by Maurice yeah. White from Earth, Wind, and Fire. I can hear it now. Yeah, you definitely hear it now. Yeah, yeah. this is great driving music. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Get on a nice mm-hmm. little road trip. Pull one of the Uncle James and Uncle George road trips. Mm-hmm. Put this on. Yes. yes. <laughs> What's next, Kim? One more level 42. Lessons in Love. Mm. Oh. Restless eyes, eagles burn, and the mold is hard to break. 
my song, my song. This was the next single behind Something About You. And actually, I think this single actually performed better worldwide. It had the most worldwide success. Uh, Something About You had the stronger performance here in the United States. But overall, I think Lessons in Love may be up there for probably their best performing single worldwide. So I stand corrected if you want to talk about worldwide success, because here in the U.S., uh, it hit 12 on both the Hot 100 and Hot Dance Club play charts for Billboard and number 50 on the Hot Dance Maxi singles. But it was number one in Finland, Germany, South Africa, Spain, Switzerland, and of course, other European nations. It was in the top five. So it did very well in comparison to the other singles. This song was also released in 1986 from the album Running in the Family, which was issued a year later. And in their homeland, it is considered their biggest hit. What did you all think of that one? I've actually heard it. You heard it? Oh. I've I've actually heard that one. I remember, I've listened, I've heard that one somewhere. I don't know where I've heard it, but I've I've heard that one. And like Kim Sang was saying before, you can definitely hear the earth, wind, and fire inspiration within the music. It almost sounded like they were were in the vocals, almost. Mm -hmm. Definitely great song, great group. And like I said, I got to get more of them in my life. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, that's what the good good is for to expose exactly you and everybody, ever, all of us actually to music yeah, that we may yeah. not. Yeah. What's next, Kim? Next up, the last one for Myron, and this is actually something you definitely know. <laughs> George Clinton, Atomic Dog. Unbad dog, automatic society. Change your average. Yes, yes, yes. Atomic Dog is a song by George Clinton from his 1982 album, Computer Games. And this track was released as a single in December of 1982 and became the P-Funk Collective's last to reach number one on the U.S. R&B chart. This song had some great success nonetheless. Of course, we know in the Black community, this is a staple. So it hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 Black 
singles chart. It was also number one on the bubbling under hot 100 chart and 94 on the UK singles chart. But the most notable thing about this song, and obviously with Myron being an Omega, you would say that's the reason why he chose it because it is one of the more popular songs. It was the song, the favorite song by members of the fraternity, Omega Sci-Fi. They love to stroll to the song. But me knowing the inside story, know that this was always a favorite song of ours back in the day. We loved the video treatment for this song. If you have not seen the video, it was cutting edge at the time. It was, you know, it was a lot, a lot going on in the video. Enjoyable to watch. I never get tired of this video. What do you all have to say about this one? Of course, we love this song. Like you said, it's a classic. But do y'all remember, I think it was on the same album, Do Fries Go With That Shake? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. that used to be the song. I used to love that song. <laughs> yeah, that album had a lot of legs to it because Atomic Dog, what came out, what, um, well, I don't know. I don't know if it's on the same album because Atomic Dog, that was like an 82, 83, and Do Fries Go With That Shake. That was like 86 ish, wasn't it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is good music. That was, that, that, that was one of my music. favorite songs. Um, I'll, I'll say this. If the, if the apocalypse were to come and we're all destroyed and a new group of settlers come around, I think one of the first songs they'll find is Atomic Dog. <laughs> oh, they're going to find it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that would probably be the, 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 the biggest song in the new age. Of, of Marcus, a new era, you Marcus, know, it'll be uh, that and achy breaky hurt. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Because I'm I'm quite sure achy breaky is probably in some type of time capsule. They probably launch into space. You know, it's probably oh my there. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just That's can't so wrong. This song, like, is so infectious. It just it just makes you want to dance. Just do something. You move your body in some kind of way. You know, this is just. George Clinton was a genius. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, still it is. is. Still is. Yeah. And, um, you know, it just kind of saddens me that, that all of our artists are getting on up there in age and that at some point, you, you it's know, they're, part not, of life. they're living part a of long, life, fruitful but, life. Exactly. And, the only alternative is them dying young, and we don't want that. Don't want that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I love this song, to say the least. I mean, George Clinton, yeah. This song always puts me in a great mood as well. So I put this up there with Joe Scott's Golden. You know, you can't help but put a pep in your step when you hear Atomic Dog. Oh, oh yeah. What's next, Kim? Next up, Michelle. We can't do a Cousins Request line without Michelle. Of course, of course. And first up, one of my favorites, and like we said, we play all types of music, as you can hear. And this is Bill Collins in the air tonight. No 
my favorite Phil Collins songs. That Mine and too. Easy Lover with um, um and Studio. And Studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one more night. One more night. night. Yes. 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 Take me home. Y'all gonna miss that. All of the songs. How about we do a Phil Collins episode? Because he has a whole bunch of songs. But he he was he was really good. He was really good. Yeah. I love this song. I, I do too. And um, again, that was Phil Collins in the air tonight. 1981 album, Faith Value. This song reached number 19. I, I can't believe it only reached number 19 on the hot. I know. Number two on the rock charts. That one particular area with the drums, considered one of the 100 most greatest drum moments in music history. 2006, this song was ranked number 55 of 100 greatest songs of the 80s. And the song speaks for itself, guys. This, this song speaks for itself. And you've heard it on several movies. You, you, mm-hmm. You've heard it everywhere. It yes. is a staple in pop culture. This is a very, very important song, to say the least. And Phil Collins' vocals just give the song meaning. To say the least, what do you guys think? I think this song has had so many lives because yes. you know it came out in 1981. But I think when the show Miami Vice hit the scene, mm-hmm. I think this is what helped push it into the stratosphere because that pushed it right back into the forefront of everyone's mind. And now it's like it's part of it, a soundtrack for like the late night summer nights or whatever, blasting it on the speaker. If you haven't done that, do it. But yeah. um. But yeah, Absolutely. I think I think this song is one that continues to find life, even Absolutely. And not only that, in a funny way, too, people think about this song in the movie Hangover. Exactly, uh, when- I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that part. Because as soon as he was done with the drums, yeah. he knocked the dude straight out. It was beautiful. <laughs> right after that, the drumming part that we were just talking about, he said, quiet, quiet, this is my favorite part, you know, and yeah. I, I, I love this song, to say the least. Now, this is the thing about this song. Another reason why I love it. Apparently, story goes that, I'm not sure if it's Phil Collins or someone associated with Phil Collins was on a trip with some friends and something happened on the boat that they were on. And one of the friends tipped over and fell off the boat but the other friend didn't help the guy get back on and the guy died. I know that was an urban myth. I don't think that was. I'm not sure if it's true or not, but that's what they're saying the song is about. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I heard. That's what I heard. So there is a, there is a, so the urban legend has arisen about in the air tonight, according to which the lyrics are based on a drowning incident in which someone who was close enough to have saved the victim did not help them. While Collins, who was too far away to help, looked on. Increasingly embellished and variations of this legend emerged over time, with the stories often culminating in Collins singing out the guilty party while singing the song at a concert. But Phil Collins has denied all such stories and commented on the legends about the song. And he also comments about this in a BBC World Service interview, where he states he does not know what the song is about, when he was writing it, he was going through a divorce, and the only thing he could say about it was that it's obviously in anger. It's the angry side, and it's the bitter side of separation. So what makes it even more comical is when he hears these stories, which started many years ago, particularly in America, of someone <laughs> come up to me and to say, did you really see someone drowning? 
And he says, no, wrong. And every time he has to go back to America, the story gets Chinese whispers and it gets more and more elaborate. So he said, it's, a, it's so frustrating because this is one song out of all the songs probably that he's written that he really does not know what it's about. So there we have it. That's why, that's why it's so successful. Exactly, exactly. And, and honestly, I, I like think the legend that's why too I like the legend. <laughs> I wish it was true, but I understand where he's coming from as far as it going through a divorce. I think that's why people love this song because it, it's it's showing that emotion of anger that sometimes people repress mm -hmm. and it is kind of just letting it out. Yeah. What's that's what the good good's for. We gotta, yes. we gotta go full circle and put some of the stuff to bed. We are engulfed in the music, people. So definitely check us out because we know what we're talking about. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that part. We're going to set it straight. There you go. No chaser. Next up, Goody Mob, Beautiful Skin. Another request mm. by Michelle. All right, Michelle. Speaking. At one time, my mind just couldn't conceive. A woman had to dress a certain way to believe. But in the same breath, uh, allow me to say that if you believe, young lady, you wouldn't dress that way. And I was attracted to your class. I couldn't see all your abs. And I was very content. You deserved every compliment. Now, remember how indifferences make us the same. You gotta have some game. Well, you ain't even gonna be able to take care of yourself. Uh, and love, when I look at you, I see my reflection. So I offer my love, affection, and protection. Shout it. You dead fine, but the bottom line is, you still my sister. Well, I say you're my, make it in my head. You're my sister, lover, and friend. you again on Marietta, downtown Atlanta, checking your long legs, got me smirking, fixed me dinner one night, candles lit, kinda thought you were slick in the beginning, but it turned out you wouldn't lie, look me in my eye, I listened, sucked it up, pushed on, we made amends, both sides click, true friends, since then, years and gone by, brought a baby girl into this world, made our parents grandfather. Household with no pope Took care of ye, you, me It sure got put out on the curb Closer than the skin On the back of my hand Through the thick and thin We can win Beautiful black skin Ah Ah Oh yeah That was the Giddy Mob With Beautiful Skin From the 1998 album Still Standing Which is a classic In hip hop culture To say the least The song basically Trying to get women To embrace To embrace us Embrace Take your time Take your time Take your time Take your time baby To embrace their beauty Their skin Their Their Overall, just there's nothing like a, a black woman. Black women is just so beautiful, and and I think this is their tribute to black women and just getting them to embrace their natural beauty, to say the least. What do you guys say? I love it. We need more music that is is celebrating the the culture. So and and trying to show us how we're supposed to be. Maybe that's part of the reason why all our female rappers look like 
strippers. Mm. Yeah, we need to get back to just simple music. And right now it's like everybody's trying to be on the same level of everything and not celebrate who they are within where everyone else is. I want to pose this question, though, because you all know that Pebbles is instrumental. This is her group, too. She had TLC Mm. and she had Good and Mob. So did you all know of any rumblings, contract rumblings between her and Goody Mob? Or did she learn her lesson with TLC and get it right? That's so funny. I was going to, I was planning on watching the TLC documentary tonight, but I didn't hear anything about Goody Mob though. Yeah. I remember when she signed them, I was like, okay, this is a different type of group. And we quickly learned because they were on the face. We quickly learned mm-hmm. that the Goody Mob was not your typical rap group. You know, they were a collective and their flavor set them apart from all oh, Outcast too. Outcast, I think it was another. Right. Yeah. Outcast, yeah. Outcast was Outcast. first. And then I yeah. think um, Goody Mob was a part of the Dragon Family. Is that what, mm-hmm. that's what they were called? The Dungeon. And dungeon. The dungeon Family. Yeah. Dungeon yeah. family that's right. And I think that's how they were able to be brought in. But I love love their style. Mm -hmm. Everybody had their own identities. And, you know, the most visible to me, of course, we know. um, CeeLo. CeeLo, yeah. Yeah. You know, in a a group of of three or more people, there's always going to be one that's going to go against the grain, what everybody else is doing. And I think that's what makes groups like them more um, attractive, to say the least, because you've always got that one that's not that's not going to go along with everything, you know. If that makes sense, what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, CeeLo was that guy, but needless to say, I underrated MC to say the least because, man, if you listen to some of the early Goody Mob tracks, CeeLo was, was spitting some fire, man, like for real, for mm-hmm. real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, big shout out to Goody Mob and CeeLo Green. Mm-hmm. And, guys, that's going to end our podcast as we celebrate our second anniversary, mm-hmm. guys. Can you believe it? Yes, great show, everybody. Time has flown. Time yes, is it real has. Flown. I still remember our second episode when we brought Byron on, and you know we were trying to find ourselves, and each episode just got better and better and, and better. easier, and it's just it's, yeah. it's like second nature now. We just keep doing <laughs> yeah. it. Exactly. Yeah, we can literally do this with our eyes closed. I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> we did today with our eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> Your ass did. <laughs> Good one, Byron. Yeah, what I hope for y'all. <laughs> Woo. Oh, Byron, man. Yo, guys. But anyway, guys, this was so much fun to do. Again, big shout out to our cousins who picked our music. Thank you so much for your input. Thank you so much for mm-hmm. your eclecticity mm-hmm. when it comes to music, your the different genres that you guys pick from. Did I just say that eclecticity? Is that a word? <laughs> hey, you that's created that, that. That's it's our our today. new word. I I like it. <laughs> okay. Oh, thank you all for your support. It's one thing from the for our family to support us, which we we truly appreciate it. But you all out there in the world that is taking the time out to listen to our little old podcast. You yeah, know, thank you so much. Yeah, it's yeah. only gonna get better, y'all. Only gonna get better. It's only gonna get bigger, guys. We, we hope that you come along with us. And again, guys, follow us on the, we've got the Good Good Experience on Facebook, Instagram. Are we on thread yet, Kim? No, not yet. We getting there. We getting there? Okay. And again, wherever you listen to your podcast, we're there anywhere on the World Wide Web. And also, 
for those in the Bay Georgia area, check us out on WKOD LPF on 92.7, 1 p.m., right after Motown members with Tom Fallon. Again, from me, Marcus Moses, Kimmy Brown, Byron Bino Brown. Thank you guys for listening. Don't be just good. Be good, good to each other. Have a good one, good, good family. Peace out, everybody. Good, 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 good.